This podcast was brought to you by Girls Living Boldly. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Jazz, and welcome to Becoming Bold with Jasmine Thomas. Yo, 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 what is up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if you're new. I hope y'all are doing well. In fact, I hope y'all are out here living your best lives, honestly. Because, I mean, isn't that what we all really want? So if y'all are out here living your best lives, uh, yay. And if you're not living your best life, that's okay because we're going to get you right with this podcast. And while we're on the topic of getting y'all right... I'm finally going to start uploading on the Girls in Bowl YouTube channel, so you'll be able to look forward to that. The first video is actually going to be a vlog of me basically just getting my life together, so not sure when that's coming out, but get excited for that, because it'll be soon. And I mean, since we're plugging things, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Girls of Emboldling. In last week's episode, we talked about mental health, and in this week's episode, we're going to talk about physical health. Today's episode is kind of going to be a two-parter, so I have two interviews that you guys are about to hear, so you're kind of getting two sides of the story. One interview is with a lady that focuses focuses on dieting and all that stuff, while the other lady focuses on your mindset when you're eating so we're not gonna waste any time we're just gonna go ahead and get into it hey coach ray hey jasmine how are you i'm doing great how are you doing i'm wonderful thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here this is amazing uh we're just gonna jump straight into the questions okay so how did you get into this profession So I started my own personal weight loss journey. Um, I had reached 247 pounds. It was the biggest I had ever been in my life. And I knew it was time to make a change, but I really was questioning whether or not I'd be able to do it because I had tried to lose weight so many times before and was not successful. And so I was finally able with the help of God to get over the gap and to really be able to lose the weight. So I lost 60 pounds and um, people started reaching out and asking me to help them. And then it just kind of grew from there. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you think is the worst way to try to approach your physical health? Um, I think one of the worst ways is to kind of look at what everybody else is doing and try to do like fad diets or, you know, do something that's quick fix, short term, um, just to try to, you know, drop the weight without really having a lifestyle to support that weight loss um, and support that journey. I always tell people you can, you know, get healthy, drop, well, you can lose weight or, you know, do whatever you want to do, whichever method. But if you don't have the lifestyle in place to support that weight loss, then you're going to end up gaining it back and and it's not going to work in the long run. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of girls, including myself, think that the media kind of shoves diets and exercises down your throat all the time, like it's everywhere. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think that, you know, health and wellness is a big business, right? And so, yes, you know, you're going to see all these different kinds of, um, you know, information about diets and exercise. But again, like the one word I don't like to use is diet, because again, diet brings the idea of something temporary. So a diet says, I'm going to change what I'm doing for a short period of time in order to get some results. And I'm not a proponent of that word or utilizing diets. I am of, you know, the belief that we need to develop that healthy lifestyle. So yes, you know, you will see a lot about diet and exercise um, in the media. And I think it, it kind of stems from a good place in terms of, you know, yes, we need to be healthier. Yes, we need to be active. Yes, we need to be making our health a priority. But I think sometimes you'll see a lot, especially in like social media and a lot of TikTok and and, and Instagram, you'll see a lot of people doing some things that are not necessarily the best or the healthiest. And I think it's really important, you know, as young ladies, you know, growing into your own to really begin to look at and learn, okay, how do I do how do I get healthy without doing some sort of, you know, diet temporary thing and then feeding into a lot of, you know, the negative things that you'll see on Instagram. You have to recognize who you are. You have to recognize your body, recognize your body type and recognize that this is your personal journey and not compare yourself to anyone else. And I think that's one of the biggest problems is that a lot of times people get caught up into comparing themselves to other people. Yeah. Going off of that question, mm -hmm. do you think... Uh, sometimes the media can like subtly promote things like eating disorders, especially to teen girls. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, you know, there's so much information out here and it can get, I mean, I'm a health and wellness professional. Like I'm in the industry and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is so much stuff, you know, being thrown at you constantly and everywhere, anything you Google, you're going to find tons of information and all kinds of stuff. Do this, don't do this, do that, don't do that. And it can be very confusing. And I think that, you know, it's important to, you know, make sure that you're learning the way to be healthy because, you know, a lot of things that we're doing, starving ourselves, or, you know, you may have the bulimia or the anorexia, people, again, trying to get to a certain place. And I think that it's really important just to, you know, kind of find your truth, find someone that can really sit down with you, help you, you know, get your parents, you know, get your parents. If you don't know someone, like I have a young lady that I'm working with, her mom reached out to me, a couple of young ladies, actually, their moms reach out, reached out to me and said, hey, can you help my daughter? You know, because there's so much bombarding you that you really need to find true answers. And so if you're getting caught up into a lot of, you know, all of these things that are being thrown at you, you can, you know, find yourself just trying to get skinny by whatever means. And that's completely unhealthy. Okay. So you do work with, uh, with teens, with children. I work with teens. Um, I have as young as 17 currently. I have an 18-year-old I'm working with as well as a 20-year-old. So yes, I do work with young ladies still in high school, graduating, going into college. Yes, I absolutely do. Okay. So I looked on your website, which I love. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you have a healthy snack swaps guide. Can you tell mm -hmm. us what that's about and give us an example of a healthy snack swap? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, you know, am just like everybody else. I call myself a recovering foodie. So, you know, I've worked with weight loss groups for many, many years. And so I, I tell people, you know, you have to set yourself up for success. And so, you know, if you were a person that really, really like when I was on my journey, my weight loss journey initially, you know, I loved, you know, ice cream and I loved, you know, candy bars. And I used to love, they used to, I don't know if they still make it, but Snickers used to make an ice cream uh, candy bar. Right. And, you know, it had all the, you know, Snickers, but it was just ice cream instead of nougat. And I found, you know, there was a Weight Watchers version of it. And in that Weight Watchers version, it had the ice cream, it had the caramel, but it had like a frozen yogurt or a low fat ice cream or something like that, which had less calories, less carbs. And so it was a, a substitute for the real thing. Um, right now, like I like to get, you know, of course, everybody likes ice cream. So when I do get a sweet, uh, sweet tooth or a craving for some ice cream, I'll substitute that with Greek yogurt. And I'll do like a granola and I'll put maybe a couple of almonds or walnuts or pe peanuts on it, you know, and then do a little honey drizzle on it instead of getting like a sundae or ice cream cone or something like that. So a lot of times it's just that sweet craving, or sometimes we have a crunchy craving that, you know, we just kind of want to fulfill. And so it's about finding healthier ways and better options, lower calories, ways, low carb ways to do that, um, you know, and still feel satisfied from it. So that's what the healthy snack swaps guide was about. It's about finding healthier ways to do, you know, those, those things that we used to do. So do you promote and encourage, uh, like cheat meals or free meals, like once or twice a week, or is it a strict lifestyle? Here's the thing with the word cheat deals. Cheat, again, is associated with a diet, right? So again, the diet says, okay, you can't have any of these things ever right on this diet. And then when you say cheat, it feels like, oh, good, you know, I'm, I'm finally getting that thing. Well, for me, in terms of a lifestyle, I don't think you can cheat from a lifestyle. It's about learning your boundaries. It's a learning. It's about learning your body. It's about learning what works best for your body. Case in point, certain people are what's called an endomorph body type, which means they're going to be um, a little thicker, a little fluffier, a little, you know, they're going to have a little bit more weight on them. And it's just where they are. It's a little harder to lose weight. Well, what happens is that when you consume a lot of sugar or a lot of carbs, then your body is going to immediately turn those things to fat if you don't use them, you know, for energy in terms of exercise and working out. And so when you understand that about your body, you recognize that, okay, so I'm going to have to learn how to best utilize these carbs. So it's not about if I eat this ice cream, this is my cheat day. No, I'm making a decision that I'm going to eat this ice cream right now, but I'm going to use it in the best way possible for my body so that, you know, it doesn't turn into fat for me. I don't consider that a cheat day. That is a choice that you're making. And then you're going to put forth the necessary effort to address what you've just eaten. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that opens uh, a door to a lot of the teen girls listening to this. Awesome. Awesome. So again, on your website, you have a lot of success stories. What do you think mm -hmm. is the main reason why your coaching slash techniques are so effective? Um, I think because I can relate. 
<laughs> because I started off and had many, many years of struggle. Um, many years where I tried to lose the weight, was not successful, would lose the weight, gain back weight and gain back more weight. And so now that I finally learned how to lose the weight and how to keep the weight off, I can be more empathetic but I can also be more helpful um, and keep you accountable in your journey. I call it loving accountability where yes, I'm going to keep you accountable and I will give you some leeway and some understanding as you're transitioning into this new lifestyle and this new journey that you're on. But if I find that you start making excuses, I'm going to lovingly tap you and say, Hey, wait a minute. That's an excuse. We're not making excuses. We're just trying to get better. So let's put some effort in place. So I think I've been successful because I give the accountability I give the empathy and the understanding because I can relate, but I also will, you know, kind of get you on track when we need to be there, when we kind of veer off. So you would say you're half empathetic, half tough love. Yes. <laughs> tough love when necessary. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything you want to say to the teen girls listening to this? Yes. Um, first, I want to say congratulations on taking the time to listen to this um, podcast about being healthier and about, about making changes because it's so necessary for you to learn these traits and these skills and how to do these ha this lifestyle now so that you can carry it over into your adult life. Don't wait until you're like me. I didn't start until I was 40 to make healthy lifestyle changes. And you know, they're saying it's hard to make teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> so start now while you're young. For many years, I wished that I had been more in tune with my health, in tune with exercise when I was in my early 20s, when I was raising my children. Start now while you're young and it'll be easier for you to maintain it for a lifestyle. So I'll say this, make sure you're getting at least 30 minutes of activity every day. Go for a walk, go for a jog, do some mixed fit Zumba, whatever you like to do to get active, do that, ride your bike or whatever. Make sure that you're drinking plenty of water, at least eight glasses of six to eight glasses of water a day and make sure you're getting your rest. Do not forsake your rest. You definitely need at least eight to 10 hours of sleep at your age a night. Do not forsake that. Also, do not compare yourself to those people on Instagram. A lot of what you're seeing are people that have got modifications. They've gotten, uh, they've done, you know, editing on software. They've done surgeries and all kinds of things. Do not compare yourself to these people. This is your journey and do what's best for your journey. Lastly, most importantly, make sure you're getting proper nutrition. You need to fill your plate with fruits and veggies, half your plate. You need to make sure that you're eating lean meats like chicken, turkey, seafood. You need to make sure that you're eating whole grains, whole grain bread, whole grain rice, those kinds of things. If you eat balanced, a balanced meal that way, then you'll be able to, you know, make sure that you're getting the nutrients that, need it, that you need. And when you need a treat, go grab my healthy snack swaps. I have a lot of ideas for you on my website. <laughs> amazing thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much for having me you're doing an amazing job <laughs> thank you is there anything you want to promote while we're still on here Hey guys, just check out my website, www.coachrae.info and you'll have all the access to me that you need Hey, it's quote time yes, quote time uh, uh, yes, quote time all right, all right, all right. It's time for our quote time segment. I don't know about y'all, but I love the quote time segment. 
Today's quote is, healthy is an outfit that looks different on everybody. And honestly, I'm going to keep this short, but if you're trying to exercise and if you're working out, don't work out to be skinny. Work out to feel good and to feel energized. Because at the end of the day, that's the real goal, just to feel good in your own skin. I just want y'all to keep that in mind if you're thinking about starting working out or exercising or anything like that. But let's move on to the next interview. Hey, Coach Dana W. Hey, how are you doing today, Jasmine? I'm doing great. And how are you? I'm doing good today. We're just going to jump straight into the questions. So first question, how did you get into this profession? Okay, so long story short, um, my mom was diagnosed with liver cancer back in 2018. Um, when we found out that she did indeed have a tumor, um, in, in the liver, in the abdomen section of her body, the, um, we wanted to take a holistic approach. Um, being that my mom was one who followed doctor's orders to a T, um, the doctor did advise against it and said that it would be counterproductive to the treatment that he wanted to do with her. So for a couple of months from February to June, my mom, um, she did have chemotherapy. Um, the chemotherapy actually made the tumors worse and it grew. And so July comes and the doctor said that there was nothing else they could do for her. Um, so that's when she finally got to the place where she wanted to try the holistic approach. And so I started to research um, what natural foods could help with cancer. Uh, I began to juice with her, gave her um, some bitter almonds. I oiled my mom from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet um, just to see what we could do. And it actually worked. Wheatgrass shots was giving her the energy she needed to get up and walk around. But... We do know that everything does happen mindset first. And so you have to have the ability to believe in yourself, believe in healing and have faith. My mom lost faith after the doctors um, told her that the tumors were still there and they really just spoke against the holistic approach that we're doing, even though the tumors were shrinking at this point. My mom ended up dying in September of 2018. Um, while my mom was on her deathbed, I told her I wanted to go to health coaching school just to learn more about nutrition in the body. And so that's how I got here today. I went to Health Coach Institute and became a certified health coach and a certified life coach. And I fell in love with it because it was just taking, you know, when I say holistic, I want people to know I'm not talking about just using natural herbs for healing and curing diseases and, you know, having that natural treatment. But when I talk about holistic, I'm talking about mind, body, spirit approach to find healing for the entire being. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about holistic. And so taking that journey through school, I've also been able to find healing for myself and I've just fell in love. This is my passion and this is my purpose. Wow. Well, I'm glad you found your passion. Yes. Now you use something I like to call food therapy, where you basically figure out why your clients are overeating. Can you explain that to the listeners? Yeah. So as I said, taking this holistic approach for the mind, body, and soul, a lot of my clients come to me um, because they have PTSD, which is um, post-traumatic stress 
disorder. Um, they may have anxiety disorders, may have been diagnosed with depression or another mental health illness. Um, I do know for a fact that we all deal with trauma differently. So most of my clients eat to feel better. They eat to try to um, numb the pain that they might be feeling. And so some clients know when they come to me that they emotionally eat. And some of them don't know until we've been working together for a couple of weeks. Um, but nonetheless, my clients, what I want them to do is really get to the root cause and find out what their relationship with food is. Because if you are using food, if you're using food to just feel better, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just trying to numb that pain with food, then you are using food inappropriately. Food is supposed to be fuel for your body. It's supposed to be energy. It's supposed to um, provide the nutrients that your body needs. But a lot of times we're just using food raw. We're, we're using food to, to heal emotional wounds. We're using food to go to sleep at night because I've heard a lot of clients say that food is the one thing that they can control. They can control how much they eat. They can control when to stop eating. And so it, it really takes control over your mind and over your body. And so I found that a lot of my clients do that. And so they, you know, they found them in the, themselves in a place where they are overeating. And so I really just want them to get to the place where they begin to have a relationship with their body and that they will listen to their body in the direction that they need to go to heal. Really? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, when we talked uh, a few days ago, you mentioned how although you do not focus on weight loss, your methods can lead to weight loss. Can you explain that further? Yes. Yeah, so um, again, just tackling the emotional wounds that we we all deal with um a lot of it is inner childhood trauma um so once you're able to announce where your pain has started what the root cause is what your relationship with with food is and begin to listen to what your body needs to feel nourished and so it leads to weight loss because now you can eat healthy it's really like a mind game and once you take total control of those weights that weigh you down, which is a lot of time for people is food. A lot of times people see food as their enemy because food makes them gain weight. Food makes them feel heavy. And so changing that mindset that food has no control over them, that I can say no when I'm full. That's, you know, honoring your hunger, honoring your fullness and then taking that approach to how do I eat to, um, to nourish my body? When do I stop eating? And so the weight will begin to drop. And there's four components in my coaching program um, that I, I, I speak to my clients about when it comes to losing weight without dieting. Okay. So eating the right foods. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, portion control. But also making sure you get enough sleep. A lot of people struggle with sleep at night because of stress. And so I teach these coping strategies on how to deal with stress the right way so you're not going to food to feel better. And so you're able to sleep at night. Then you also want to make sure you increase your water intake because um, the percentage of your body. So say you weigh 200 pounds, then you should be drinking 100 ounces of water. And the last thing is to move your body 
it doesn't matter what type of exercise. It does not mean you need military style or or boot camp style exercise to lose weight, but it's just about moving your body, having fun with it, dancing. Um, I talk about getting a hula hoop and just, you know, going back to some childhood games and, and races that you used to do as a child to have fun to move your body because trauma sits in the body. And so one of the things you have to do is move that energy that gets stuck in your body and you can move it by dancing, by exercising and just movement. So those are the four components that helps with weight loss without dieting and without military style exercise. Nice. I'm so I'm sure that's valuable information for our listeners. Uh, you said you have experience dealing with teen girls in your profession. What have you noticed from this? Yeah, so I have experience working with teens. Um, I actually started out in foster care, working as a foster care caseworker. I worked at daycares. So I've always worked with children since my um, early career experience over 17 years ago. And so one thing that I've noticed with teenage girls is that um, a lot of times parents, especially moms, feel like they're best friends with their daughters. And my daughter tells me everything. And there's always going to be one or two things that your daughter does not convey to you. So if there are any moms out there listening, um, just know that there is going to be some secrets that your daughters do not share. And so that includes self-esteem, how they really feel about themselves. Do they love themselves? Do they know their self-worth? And when they look in the mirror, they can be the prettiest girl in the world. But to them, they have flaws. So being able to build up their self-confidence and their self-esteem is so important. So my experience with dealing with teenage girls is for the parents, make sure you tell them how much you love them, that dads matter as much as moms matter to our teenage girls. And if there is not um, a father figure in a home, try to find a male mentor for a teenage girl because it's important. Healthy relationships are important. And I would say that healthy relationships on the outside, whether it's in the home or outside of the home, has a big influence on our girls when it comes to eating, because that self-worth and self-love is reflected in the way they treat their bodies. So that's what I have noticed. Hmm. Yeah, I can definitely agree with 100 percent of that. Um. Do you have anything you want to say to the teen girls listening to this? Yes, I just want to say that you may have had a hard upbringing, no matter what stress or trauma you have experienced as children, or you may not have experienced any type of stress or trauma at all. Um, you might just be having challenges with your body because you're not as skinny as the girl on the left or on the right. And social media has made it very difficult um, when it comes to loving yourself because everything is so competitive these days. But I want our teenage girls to know that you are loved and you are beautiful and that you are going to flourish into a beautiful woman one day to take care of yourself from the inside out. And so you can take care of yourself from the inside out by eating healthy and by getting the sleep that you need, by drinking water and moving your body. Love yourself now, because when you love yourself now, it will set, your, set you up to be in a healthy relationship for someone to love you, because you have to love yourself first. So that's all I have to say. Perfect. Well, thanks for being on my podcast. <laughs> 
You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I'm so um, happy and honored to be here today. Congratulations for everything that you're doing. And I pray success upon your podcast and on your business. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug while we're on air? I'll just say I have a biggest loser challenge coming up. You can find me on um, facebook.com slash help um, slash coach Dana W or you can just find me on my public page Dana Barnett Watson if you are interested this biggest loser challenge is going to be awesome a good way to learn how to eat healthy a good way to lose weight and you can win some money from it and so the more people that participate the bigger this pot is going to get and so my winner last year she won three hundred dollars but we're, we're going to push it up some and we're hoping that our winner this year can take home at least one thousand dollars or more if we can get more people to participate and so i have this biggest loser challenge coming up all ages don't matter how old you are um i have an interest meeting this sunday so if you're interested inbox me find me on facebook thank you all her links will be down below. But yeah, y'all, that was it. I hope y'all got some valuable information from that. They were both very intelligent women that had a lot of good information. Just like last week, all their links will be in my caption on Instagram when I release, when I notify y'all about this episode. We still have one last segment, which is your Sunday reminder. This Sunday's Your Sunday Reminder is you are amazing and you can do anything you set your mind to. Take action today. And that is it, y'all. Our podcast episode for this week has come to an end. If you missed the two previous podcast episodes, make sure you go listen to those. Uh, Remember to always live boldly. And I will see you all in my next podcast episode. Bye.